Hey, hey, good morning. This is Coach AA, and welcome to the October 25th edition. For today, the three things I want to talk to you about on shiny objects and how they are a useful tool. The second one on a seemingly silly thing I did swimming in the winter in Calcutta. And finally, a thought on waking up for those of you who are trying to wake up early. All right, let's get on with it. On shiny objects. In fitness, there are a whole lot of shiny objects in fitness and in nutrition. Let's say you're working with kettlebells and your buddy tells you that they've been training with barbells for the last six months and oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And you know, you've been doing kettlebell swings and you're not really sure why they are that awesome. I mean, they look awesome when the folks on the internet are doing it, but you're not really seeing any benefit out of it. And so you're like, yeah, maybe barbells are my thing and you decide to shift to barbells. Or you've been eating your way, like you always have, and then somebody tells you about keto or paleo, and you realize, you know what, that, that's the missing link, that's what I need to be doing. And you shift track, instead of trying to do the 80%, which sounds too sensible to work, you think, okay, you know what, Keto it is. I'm vegetarian, but I'm going to do keto. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Today, as a strength coach and as a nutrition coach, many times I find myself telling you what the more responsible long-term thing is. And the responsible long-term thing is 80% works, barbell training is a lot more technical than kettlebell training, and you need to put in more work. The reason your kettlebell swings don't work for you is because your skill is not great. But when I rewind and look at things for myself, shiny objects are all I looked at And yet I'm here today. Shiny objects have a role to play. I'll give you two examples. CrossFit. My biggest love affair in fitness is with CrossFit. Honestly, if it wasn't for CrossFit, I don't think I would be here. In particular, if it wasn't for San Francisco CrossFit, uh, my gym. I still call it my gym because yeah, that's the first time I feel I've belonged at a gym. Now, if I had researched CrossFit, especially today, if you research CrossFit, is it's, it's either it's the greatest thing ever or it's the worst thing you can do for you. It's neither. CrossFit is a great framework. CrossFit has helped so many people who never thought about fitness before pick up a barbell. 
it has its place. For some, it works. For some, it doesn't. But now that they are turned on to fitness, they do something else. Case in point, me. But if it wasn't for that shiny object, I wouldn't have picked it up. If somebody had told me 12 years ago, lift sensibly, go to the gym three days a week, be at 80%, uh, I would have been bored and it wouldn't have worked for me. In nutrition as well, eat your vegetables, drink your water, eat some protein. That's what works long term. There's no arguments about it. But if I hadn't tried going gluten-free for about six weeks, if I hadn't tried going sugar-free for three months, if I hadn't received that slap in the face, that jolt, I wouldn't have realized a whole lot of things. So to me, hearing about gluten-free 10, 12, 13, I forget, long time ago, and doing it, and it was such a huge shift in how I was eating. And to make that change meant I had to think so much about my eating habits. Likewise with sugar. Going through that deprivation phase was necessary for me. Yes, it was awesome. I lost a bunch of weight and all that, but the learnings that came out of it, I still use them today. But if I were to look at them from afar and not be charitable about it, shiny objects, that's what they were. Because the long-term right answer is something else. Shiny objects are a tool, they work. They work at all points of our journey so don't let people like me tell you otherwise. They work for the short term. You will figure it out, okay? Just be confident. Just pay attention and know what it is. Recognize the shiny object for what it is and you're in power. It's only when you think of it as a magic pill that things go wrong, okay? So figure it out. The second thing for today, and it's a, like most things, it's a, it's a personal episode on swimming in the winter in, in Calcutta. So a few years ago, uh, we were, me and my wife were taking a vacation in Calcutta. Vacations, huh? Anyway. And it was around uh, Christmas time. And I was geared up to eat a whole lot of baked rasgulla. I am crazy about that stuff. And I genuinely enjoy being active. So sometimes I carry a kettlebell, sometimes I go running. This time, 
I figured, you know, I'd go swimming. I'm very average to kind of sort of terrible. So I figured, you know, it was a good time for me to do something I don't normally do. And so the first morning I woke up, ended up waking up early. And it was a little chilly. But once you jump into the pool, it's, it's fine. But as I was swimming, and I'm the only guy in the pool area, as I was swimming, I just, you know, when you feel eyes on you, so I felt, you know, eyes on me. So after a lap or two, when I'm gasping for breath, I would look up and, you know, the hotels all around. I would see, you know, the wait staff who are just going about the starting off their day, you know, doing whatever they do staring at me and it would be a different person at a different floor at a different angle but for the better part of the 40 minutes or so this kept happening and in one or two occasions I was even being pointed at and conversation was going on and I honestly thought oh my am I swimming so terribly that you know this guy is pointing out my ridiculous technique and that was it but I went back to it went back uh, to my room got up, got on with my day and yes of course I was not oblivious to the cold okay I'm it was obviously it was like hey it was chilly but yeah how else is it gonna be and then a friend of mine, uh, she's from uh, uh, Calcutta. When I when I posted that I swam, she she was like, "You're nuts. Nobody swims in Calcutta in the winter." And then it struck me, you know, oh, that's why I was, you know, an object of attention. And you know what? Apparently, nobody goes swimming in the winter in Calcutta, and so I didn't. Silly. So here's my learning from that. We constrain ourselves. This is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. These are not done. Why? Our thoughts make a prison for no reason. Without any thought, I actually did something sensible, something I wanted to do. I worked on an activity that I am terrible at and a little cold never hurt anybody. Well, never hurt me anyways. And honestly, it was just something that I didn't think about because I live in Madras where you know, winter is a concept and not really a season. But I have lived in places with crazy winters, right? Like snowed in and things like that. But just, you know, didn't strike me when, when I went to Calcutta. And who's to say I wouldn't have been better off if it, it hadn't struck me that entire week 
or they come swimming every day. So, what I would like you to do, think about something like this for yourself. A place where you actually didn't overthink it, where you didn't know about constraints, and you went along and got something done until somebody told you, oh, that's not how it's done, or that's not possible. And maybe that learning you can transfer over to other things where popular thought or, or opinion has stopped you from doing it. And for those of you who are still here, um, my, my favorite uh, fiction related to this is uh, from Modesty Blaze. It's in one of the latest stories, but uh, if you go chronologically, it's how Modesty be, uh, meets uh, Willie Garvin. If you haven't read Modesty Blaze, give it a shot. It's a, it's a graphic novel and a series of books. It's fun. It's, it's interesting. I like it. All right. On to the final thing. On waking up or trying to wake up early or I think I should be waking up early, but I'm not. Most of you know that I wake up rather early, but not just me, right? The, all the coaching team at the quad, we wake up, you know, around 4 a.m. And let's be clear here. 4 a.m. is not really a sensible time to wake up. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are not morning people, even 5 a.m. is not a sensible time to wake up. Maybe, you know, 6 a.m. is... Uh, I can think about it, but anything before 7, if it sounds silly to you, well, this is for you. Maybe you're right. It doesn't work for you. Just because the world says, you know, things like early to bed, early to rise, blah, blah, blah. Screw that. Don't do something because you think you should. Nah. The larger part is, let's say you are, I, and I used to do this for myself, right? I used to try to wake up early because I thought waking up early um, meant so many other things. That I would get things done, I would be insanely productive, I would be so much smarter, blah, blah, blah. Well, instead, what was it that I get out of waking up early, it's quieter. There's lesser distractions. I get things done before I have to interact with other people and I have a head start to my day. If I wanna go get my uh, training done, I can get it done early as well. And for most people who train with us at the quad, very similarly, once their day starts, once the ball gets rolling on work or family is up, it's much, much harder to regain control of their day. So they get their things done 
earlier in the morning. Some people like to write early in the morning, read whatever works for you, right? But some of us are night owls or it just does not resonate with us. So instead of trying to wake up early, what I would implore you to do is what is it that you're trying to go for? And you carve out that for yourself at a later point in the day. For example, training, it's not a popular concept in our country, but training before lunch is a great idea. But you need to have that hour, hour and a half available to you. But instead of trying to wake up early, being groggy and half-hearted about it and having a, an average day, if you can figure out how to spread your workout, the work part of it out, and slot in your training session around lunch, that might work for you. A lot of us prefer to train at the end of the day, so that requires you to just figure out how to have a hard stop to your work day or you can read or do your quiet work after 9 p.m. if that works better for you instead of trying to pigeonhole yourself into I need to wake up early. Last thing, I was never an early morning person. Maybe, you know, once a year for uh, Dibavli, we would be roused up and told to shower. What? Who wakes up at four and showers at? Is ready and nonsense. But, you know, as a kid, it's exciting. You, you get to start eating uh, delicious stuff from six in the morning. You get to burst crackers and all that. So, yeah, once or twice a year, you can do that. And it wasn't until running and CrossFit that I even remotely woke up early. But I, I was insane about CrossFit. I moved my house to be closer to my gym so I could shave uh, driving time in half. I lived in the Mission in San Francisco and I moved to the Presidio because my gym was, you know, now, one mile away instead of three and a half miles away, yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, uh, that insane about CrossFit. So waking up early, I would jump out of bed because I had that going for me. But even there, I would go a couple of months of training at six in the morning, and then I would go a couple of months of training at six in the evening because... Eventually, I realized, you know what, I feel like sleeping more or, yeah, I just let things be instead of trying to overthink it or I need to do it this way. Just so we're clear, I had the luxury of having an open day. I was living by myself and, yeah, I could do, my, my entire day was, was mine because I had to go to work. And I played ultimate, I went to the gym, and I would catch up with my friends. 
that was it. So I could skin my day however I, uh, however I wanted. So it was easy for me to do. So anyway, back to you. If you are somebody who's been annoyed with yourself, guilting yourself and trying to force yourself to wake up early, stop. Instead, what is it that you're trying to accomplish out of waking up early? Figure out how and when else you can slot it and do that. And funnily, other things will fall in place. So with that, I am done with this week's edition. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Coach AA signing off and I'll see you next week. Bye. Have a great one.